This is Banger Bookie's Wife, the sports gambling podcast that places the over-under of children born in nine months within the state of Tennessee named Hendon at uh, around 250,000, uh, probably pounding the over there. And uh, I am Joe Public, joined by Rain Man, uh, and he's going to give us what he calls his uh, big rubber. Rain Man, why do we call it the big rubber? 71.43%, Joe. That's how good my rubbers have been this year. 71.43%. The old adage that money doesn't grow on trees is no longer true. So bet the big rubber with glee. It's as close as you can get to a guarantee. Lock of the week, rain money, baby. Let's go. That was like a B minus, honestly. Uh, it's clean. And I th- I mean, what's upsetting about it is I only think it's okay because the other ones have been so poor. On the uh, so, what is your? Uh, you are hitting five and two mark, admittedly very good. What is your big rubber lock of the week? Uh, week eight. Old Miss plus two at LSU. Old Miss is the team no one's talking about, but they probably should be. I mean, some people are talking about. Uh, there, uh, the lane train has been good to us uh, somewhat not last <laughs> week on the rubber. Uh, Capper, other end of the podcast. Uh, you like uh, a pick that, you know, it gives me a scare. But if you're on it, I, I am too. Um, Mississippi State plus 21 at Alabama this weekend. Oh, uh, oh God. This is, this is just not Nick Saban's year. Uh, and this defense can't stop a nosebleed. So give me the offense. Give me give me 21 points. Oof. On the road. But at the same time, do you think it's been a fun week to be an Alabama player? I mean, they probably wish they were playing somewhere else. I'm not going to call yeah, them frauds yet, but they're, they're pretty fraudulent. Listen, man, it's the real coach JB here. Man, I hear you've been hanging out with the wrong fucking crowd like a slapdick you are, man. Everybody thought you were fucking smart and all that shit because you watch CNN and MSNBC and fucking Fox News and all that Sounds like you're a fucking dreamer. You're getting dumber. Get your fucking ass figured out. Go watch the real show. Watch. We will bang your bookies, wife. Step your game up. Stop being a slap dick. Make today a great day. This is Bang Your Bookies Wife. Uh, follow us on Instagram at Bang Your Bookies Wife. Uh, we're gonna do memes uh, this weekend, and we got a potentially like cool college football promotion thing on the horizon that uh, we're we're talking about. Um, I, I'm gonna leave that as a cool little tease they call in the biz. Um, it has been uh, it was a tough run for our king of the hill uh, last week. Um, trip lightly. Uh, good luck to him. Uh, certainly the last college football game he'll watch this year. Although I'm proud to report, I'm pretty sure he's becoming a degenerate. I've seen him blossom from nothing, and uh, it's great to have another person. <laughs> Just uh, make terrible decisions uh, on behalf of the pod. I want to talk about something before we get to sports that was my highlight of the week, which happened uh, on Monday when uh, Capper, we watch a lot of TV among our friend group. Uh, and Capper himself, you're more, of a, you're more of a House of the Dragon guy. I, I have been this season, correct? Yeah, you uh, you tried watching Ring of Power, but you, you gave up. You gave up on Rings of Power. It was it was a little slow for uh, a eleven o'clock start for me. Uh, a little too frolicky. So, so on on Monday, 
there anyway the finale of rings of power just came out and, and rain man is a gigantic fan of this show like he just jizzes every time he's just into this shit he talks about it glowingly how much do you love this show rain man it is quite frankly and i don't think that this is hyperbole one of the most impressive world building and storytelling shows ever created on tv the richness and depth of the world that they built going into tolkien's uh lore without touching upon the actual storylines of the main books or the similarillion it's truly impressive how they've married the story together between that book and the set pieces without uh, actually diving into lore that's been written down other than sort of some unfinished so, tales that is some yeah, yeah. It's, yeah so exactly. as you can hear so as you can hear he's the worst he <laughs> likes it so much and basically on monday in our group chat capper posts the finale came out there's a huge twist that's great in the finale capper posts a meme just flippantly <laughs> revealing the twist to the whole group uh, and everyone knows no one's caught up on ring of power because they stupidly released it thursday at midnight and then you're watching football all weekend and you don't have time to get to that show because you got to sit with it you got to have your phone down you can't be tracking sports you can't be reading emails you got to listen to the podcast to understand what's happening in the show because it's that deep and that rich and you don't want to miss anything you can't just spoil it on a monday <sighs> but Cap- monday morning it was it was monday evening it was regrettable um i saw a very bad review of the show and i thought it was funny to share because it has been getting a lot of suck uh and then (laughs) in my stupid brain i realized what the review actually was talking about because i had watched about 45 minutes of the first episode and i I put two and two together very quickly. I put my phone down for about 15 minutes. And then like it clicked. Like this is how it's actually working in my head. It clicked that I like had spoiled the show for not the just entire, not just Rain Man, season. but like all of our group of friends. Um, and I rushed back. I saw that many had seen it. Deleted it, obviously. But um, yeah, that's one. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm typically so I and I did declare that I don't care about spoilers. Um, I, I just truly don't like I'll still watch something if I know what happens in this life or the next. Um, but there are others who are care very deeply about spoilers. And, and I do want to issue a public apology. Uh, that was you don't have to apologize for anything. That I had already seen the show, so it was just fucking funny. I love the fact the horror. Also, House I, of Dragon sucks, and you should feel bad about yourself. You're a bad person with bad taste with a bad proclivity for spoiling. Uh, all fair uh, points. It was it was like a blatant meme. It was just like early. It was great. Uh, there is it was out of left field, and and my favorite part is that it was a show spoiling. We a weren't show even that, talking about the show. The meme <laughs> came out of nowhere. Spoiling <laughs> a show that you don't watch is such a funny thing. It reminds me of uh, the. It's like an old school throwback to the people who would wait outside of like the Harry Potter book release and then shout out I, what happened. I was I was one of those kids on the other side of that. <laughs> I do remember that. Uh, well, anyway, uh, Borders Books, that, Midnight. I had given up on House of Dragons, but now I'm going to watch every episode when it comes out. That way, if Capper does not see it immediately, he will be having texts, Instagram DMs, DMs on Twitter. I might figure out how to TikTok him. I'm going to make sure he never can enjoy Game of Thrones content ever again. Yeah, send him a fucking TikTok, buddy. Um, well, I'm glad we covered that because, you know, nothing of note happened last weekend in college football. 
It was a pretty slow week. Uh, Other than, I think I'm, we are I'm, talking playoff. I'm I'm with obviously the horns. I'm obviously shitting. <laughs> it was uh, the best guy. <laughs> People in Tennessee uh, just ripping up the soil in place of the social security our government's about to evade, like take away from us. Uh, everyone's trying to. It was like truly. Uh, a great scene i'm very glad that they threw the goalpost in the river because it's the type of stupid senseless public violence that i think does capture the college experience perfectly did you um so my favorite thing recap post uh tennessee upset was uh, a message board post from an alabama fan that said they needed to dig the goalpost out of the river because there was a hot rumor that the goalpost was too short or too thin um and so that was the reason that Alabama's kick missed. Yeah. <laughs> and then Tennessee went to the other side and kicked on a regulation goalpost, which I don't know how you're going to pull that move off. But um, that I would think be ridiculous because it would hurt you. I guess you'd know one's regulation, one's not. Yeah. Because it would hurt you half the time otherwise. But if you're aware, you can plan around it. Very but love that to be true. Let's just assume it. Yeah, I think uh, I will. You know. And, you know, there's so many people who really feel bad for Bama right now, don't they? Don't they just feel for Bama dealing with – imagine your I think team it's losing. fair to allow myself – I'm going to allow myself to gloat here. Hendon Hooker, the floor. preseason Heisman, 70-1. to 1. He's now number two behind C.J. Stroud. For all those people who followed me, I was so sure of it, and I still am. We're going to end in the top four. We're going to be in New York. Can't say we're going to win it, but we're going to be in New York, and you're going to be holding on to that 71 slip. That's exactly what I told you preseason. It's exactly what's going to happen. It all rides on the Georgia game. Him winning it might ride on the Georgia game. Him getting to New York, unless something weird happens, that's sealed. Uh, the the game looms large for the Heisman as well. C.J. Stroud versus uh, Blake Corum. Oh, yeah. It could definitely come down to the, the Georgia game and the game and – which team ends up undefeated. I I will say it seems very plausible that Bama drops another game. They're a very imperfect team. It, this is, uh, I think that Ole was Miss? everyone's. I mean, yeah, I think that was the biggest <laughs> They have to go on the road to Ole Miss. Mistake. LSU. Uh, but, but also, the, the, this narrative, I need to dispel it real quick, because everyone, like, whenever you listen to other stupid-ass podcasts about college football, they're like, yeah, well, C.J. Stroud's been really impressive, even without Jackson Smith Jigba. It's like, who cares? He has two other NFL wide receivers on his roster. What Hendon Hooker is doing with one without his best wide receiver on the roster and no other NFL probably will be now, but no no receivers of the caliber that Ohio State has on the roster saying, oh, T.J. Stroud's missing his best receiver, misses the mark entirely when he's got two better receivers than anyone Hendon Hooker's throwing to. Oh, God, I, I hate college football media so much. I think – you're, I think C.J. Stroud is benefiting from an unusually down uh, Big Ten. Um, yeah, and he's a system quarterback, but whatever. But you're, he's going to – great. He has, I love a, he has a chance. He, he has great. a chance to put up Burrow-like numbers, which yep. is – No, no, of, what he's doing is impressive, and I'm not saying he doesn't deserve it. I just think that talking point is stupid. Yeah, no, you can't deny – I, of course, uh, I, I would – I think the I think the truth it's his to lose. If I'm honest, I think if the truth beats Georgia, the narrative will be too strong because if Ohio State beats, because they'll have they'll get another game in the SEC championship game. I just always look at it from be- a narrative being standpoint. Georgia is the issue there. <laughs> I, if if they went out, 
into that. Yeah, he'll win it. You know what? Georgia has Georgia's fallible either. Yeah, yeah fallible. they that it's, it's not is, impossible. Is not, uh, I wish that game was at home. Not playing as well as people expected after last year. Uh, yeah, I think uh, this weekend it's a tough board, but it's a fair board, and we're gonna <laughs> give it. <laughs> we're just gonna give it all. Give it, give it an old college try, huh, boys? Uh, let, let's get to the weekly. I don't know. This is very confusing to me. I hope I picked the right one. Winners, 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 I feel 10 feet tall right now. The weekly. As strong as it ought. This is the weekly. These are the picks that count, the picks that matter, the picks that make you money. Uh, it was... Capper mentioned it right before, but I, I was saying my favorite meme from the football season so far is uh, Broncos country, let's die. I've <laughs> uh, been seeing that. I really... Uh, watching... Um, it, nothing will make you love college football more than watching Russell Wilson play quarterback this year. That's what I'll say for the Denver Broncos. Yeah, watching the NFL in general. Down it's league. Tough. Down league. <laughs> uh all the good ones all the good ones are in college uh it's a tough board this week i was saying usually uh i don't have the same eye as you but usually when i scan down there's a few games that catch my eye that i'm like oh i'm taking this right away not many of those for me this week uh i'm curious how you guys came about your rubbers rayman five and two in the rubber i'll give you serve Ole miss plus two at lsu tough one yeah, well, so I think Ole Miss is potentially a playoff team. I do think that there's a scenario where they beat Alabama and win the West. I think people should be talking about them a lot more. They're not as explosive and as electric as last year's team, which had Matt Carell at quarterback. Jackson Dart is not nearly as good. But what Ole Miss has managed to do is create an extremely balanced offense where they're racking up more yards on the ground than they are through the air. But when you're racking up 271 yards on the ground, that's pretty damn good. And if it wasn't for Tennessee doing what they're doing, I think Ole Miss would be in the conversation for the darling potential playoff spot and the number three most talked about team in the SEC. Uh, they're just not getting the hype I would have expected. I don't think LSU is very good. Tennessee destroyed them. Tennessee's defense isn't that good, but they were able to stop LSU completely. Ole Miss's defense is pretty good. But, but, well, they're okay. They're good for Ole Miss. What's impressing me about Ole Miss is that they are third in the country in third down completion rate, and they're also averaging that 271 yards on the ground a game. 5.9 yards per carry. That leads me to believe that LSU is not going to be able to get stops here. Their defensive line is terrible at getting tackles for a loss. They're going to be terrible against the run. Ole Miss is going to slowly move down the field every possession. I think that'll be good enough for them to get a win here, and you're getting the plus money. I like it. Uh, LSU is ranked actually 106th in tackles for a loss. Not not great. Yeah, I I got... My big note on, I agree with you on Ole Miss having, uh, I I tried, I really wanted them to cover last weekend as part of my four-teamer, and they could not pull it off. They just kept on allowing uh, their team to kind of stay in the game. I do think Jackson Dart is pretty average, but Quinshawn Judkins was a huge whiff by recruiting services. Um, yeah, he's, he was a, he's good three-star nobody who has been showing up zach evans who has an insane pedigree coming out of high school but he's also electric i agree that 
LSU is very fallible in a unique way. We might just need to accept that this their secret doo-doo and like they're just not the same team. Well, I don't rebuild know. year, new coach, lost a lot of talent. Uh, yeah, I think they're not very good. They're 59th in red zone offense. That's another thing that kind of stands out to me here when you're looking at a road team being able to get a win at LSU. Uh, you know, it, it might be feeling like 62, Joe. Last time Ole Miss started 8-0, 1962, they won the whole damn thing. Uh, Feeling I mean, like was, 62. What a year, but I mean, not don't a even great wanna, time for the country. Don't even want to think about Oxford, Mississippi in 1962. So. <laughs> thanks, thanks <laughs> yeah, Ray, okay, man. You're right, let's move on from that. Uh, <laughs> let's yeah. Feeling like 60. Are, are you suppose they could <laughs> – it was a time when America was great, you might say? No, uh, Capper, you're <laughs> – you're big rubber. Let's just stay on the topic in Mississippi. You like Ole Miss going on the road. The 21 points, it does jump off the page, man, because I don't think Bama's that good. I don't know what the deal – what is this? What's the reason? Bama at home versus Bama at road. I just want to preface this conversation with that. Okay. Fair. And they've definitely showed out in spots uh, this year, but – the defense is just not up to Saban's standards. Um, I, okay. I think that's pretty apparent. When they've faced uh, really good passing attacks, they have struggled. Uh, Quinn Ewer's first quarter comes to mind. Obviously, Hooker last weekend um, pretty much ripped them apart. Uh, the defense, the defensive line has been a strength, but uh, against a Mississippi State Mike Leach offense, like I don't think they're going to be able to get much pressure on him because the whole point of what Will Rogers wants to do and what Mike Leach wants to do is get the ball out quickly. Um, and I think, uh, he's done that very successfully, uh, over the last few years under Leach. Uh, it's an 18th ranked offense. It's a 17th ranked defense. They're a very, uh, well-balanced team. They've played opponents very tough. I, I just think three touchdowns, uh, is way too much here, uh, for a team that, um, you know, I mean, Saban's had Mississippi State's number, but like they've played them close a few times. Um, and, uh, 21 points for, for a Bama defense that struggled against the pass, uh, which is what Mississippi State does. I think it's just too many points. Night game, 68 degrees at kick, no wind. Bryce Young looked fantastic last week. Bryant Denny, the Alabama knows they went out. They're still going to the playoff. And Nick Saban's going to be angry, and he is not going to pull up on the brakes or pull the push the brakes down, excuse me. I'll I'll pull I back one. I think Alabama's going to roll here. Saban, I, I like Saban's always this. angry. Um, none more so he's than like, uh, on that botched like punt return, which was incredible, incredible reaction. Um, you know, that I was think great. I think Mississippi State has a lot to prove here in this spot as well, though, because this is like this is I think now a an SEC conference that kind of has this Alabama matchup circled. You know, it's not that. I, I think you just go into these games now and, and you think, hey, like on a good night, like we play really well. We have a chance to catch these dudes because they're just um, they're just not as good as they've been the last few years. Here's what I'll say for Saban. Bama literally pull, putting up the most penalties in the country. And it's not because they're getting screwed over by the refs. That's not like if you watch their games, they play fucking sloppy plays against yeah. Texas. They had a few penalties that were missed even. Yeah, super uh, and I, so that's So here's what I'll say. Nick Saban can yell all he want, but if he was a wise leader, he might 
accept that that's not getting through to the fucking guys anymore. You need to try another approach, man, because they are tuning you fucking out. You can scream as much as you want, but that clearly isn't working with this team because that's the thing that's unbelievable to me watching them is, like, usually they're so professional. They have it so dialed in, and they to see the amount that they lack discipline makes me wonder, is there... Is there something broken? He, like, and I know that's no, a stereotypical no, stop, thing. Stop, stop. Something broken in Alabama. They lost one game against a potential Heisman quarterback at Tennessee. In a very, very tough fair. Environment. But they've they, been they bad in awful spots. awful against A&M. It's they've just, been bad I think you can acknowledge that they're making uncharacteristic mistakes. Sure. For, for a and and sometimes one loss might be exactly what the doctor ordered to kick their asses into gear. I think that's fair, and thanks for keeping me in check. Because anytime I start to like doubt them, which has happened like eight times over the yeah, past don't do decade, it yet. Don't do it this weekend. All they do is kick me in the fucking <laughs> don't, balls. Yeah, but don't repeatedly. do it this weekend. Uh, like the Dumb and Dumber scene, just going <laughs> against Alabama for a big rubber shouldn't be allowed. Um, <laughs> well, Ray man, let's it. get to your next pick. You like uh, Cincy minus three at SMU. Another one that sort of stinks. It feels like you're going into a headwind, but uh, you think why do you this like stinks? This pick? I, I actually, I, I actually think the narrative here is different. The narrative, in my opinion, is that Cincinnati's not as good as people expected them to be. They're not as good as people want them to be, and that's the conversation. Meanwhile, people still have SMU in the back of their mind from that electric offense, Taylor Mordecai, uh, big game against TCU that they played well in, but you know wasn't terribly close so i actually think a lot of people are on smu here uh and all smu's done here because everyone's focusing on cincinnati being bad and not smu smu's one in four in their last four games they are not playing very good football their defense is abysmal cincinnati meanwhile just keeps winning their only loss is that very close loss against arkansas they almost won uh minus three at smu that just seems like a gift, especially with Cincinnati coming off a bye. Time for Ben Bryant at quarterback to get healthy. He's passed the concussion protocol. He's good to go. Uh, I think that bye was necessary, but I think Cincinnati should easily be able to cover this cover this three at SMU. No notes. I think that's probably right. I've seen some three-and-a-half spots um, for Cincy because I think they are getting – uh the well then good. book it now because i got it on yeah. i got it at three already yeah it's, it's locked and loaded I'm, I'm actually fine with it at three and a half to be honest i, I take it all the way well, up i to think four. i think they're getting a ton of money which is a good sign for this bet SMU, yeah, because the public percentages weren't that lopsided right i like the smu they're playing smu the week after smu play against navy where they gave up smu had it covered and it was one of the worst beats ever so to quote capper they're dead to me um, if Cincinnati wins, Luke Fickle becomes the winningest head coach in Cincinnati history. Capper, then he can uh, leave. Your next. <laughs> Who does he pass? Uh, your next well, pick yeah. is uh, you like Texas. Oh, who, Tech. I, no, it's someone from the ages ago when Cincinnati was relevant. Uh, Capper, you like Texas Tech minus six and a half at home against West Virginia. Two, three, and three teams. Some sneaky, dangerous parts. Tech at home is always a thing. What's your? I almost had this pick. I like this pick a lot. Um, Well, first we'll look at um, the betting percentages here. We'll look at line movement. The line has jumped up um, from an open of four all the way up to six and a half. So, oh shit! Wait, you're on tech? Yeah, I'm on tech. Oh, stupid motherfucker! (laughs) (laughs) Don't you, don't you fucking dare! 
It's wait, wait, what's the line we're giving him, Joe? Six, six and, and a half. half here that I'm seeing. Which you like that's, to see. That's not right. What's, what's the not line? right? What too much? It's either seven or seven and a half. Uh, is it? Ah, I don't think it is yet. That's that's damn generous, Cap. It's not yet. We're not we're not like CBS Sports. You don't get the line shop on this podcast. All right, pause this shit. I'm going to West Virginia. Pa- pause it right now, producer. Pause, pause it. it. Pause it. What? If I'm wrong, I'll eat crow. It. Dude, don't tell me to pause it. What are you we're, talking about? We're we're litigating You're this right now. Six and a half. Six and a half. All right, continue. Back down. See, Why are we doing had, this? I almost had West Virginia on my board at seven and a half. And that was <laughs> when I was looking at this afternoon. I was like, what? That is not right. But you're right. It moved Dude, back. Okay. Okay. I'm sorry. Never, it's, it's never crazy. got over. Just delete all that. Edit that out. You're you're insufferable when you're right, <laughs> but nothing is worse than when you're wrong. Uh, I'll eat crow. Terrible. Uh, Capper, continue, please. Um, it is just a Texas Tech offense that I really like. They've played really well at home, especially. Um, I am definitely not sold on West Virginia, especially um, last week. And I, I thought they were outclassed by Baylor at home. Um, obviously, they got that win, but um, Baylor just couldn't do anything in the second half after that injury. Uh, and Tech, Joey McGuire has been really good there. Um, I love the rushing attack here with Sir Roderick Thompson, Taj Brooks. Um, both guys averaging over four yards a pop. Uh, Donovan Smith has played pretty solid for quarterback. There's rumors that they're going to mix and match three different quarterbacks here. Um, I don't really see it. Um, I think Tyler Show lost Shuff lost his job, uh, and I think they ride with Donovan Smith here, who gives them the little bit of a dual threat uh, with that rushing attack. And I, I think they pretty much just um, take West Virginia and and crush them. But- you know what they, they say, if you have one quarterback, you have a quarterback. If you have two quarterbacks, you have no quarterbacks. But if you have three quarterbacks, that's an exciting backfield. That's <laughs> yeah, not bad, right? I'm ready to go. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think these teams are extremely evenly matched, which is why I would hate it if you had to give a whole touchdown. But minus six and a half at home, Texas Tech probably slightly better. Whatever. Okay, fine. Yeah. This I'll is be on West Virginia. Of, uh, the Neil Brown's goodbye to her at this point. Three and zero at home, zero and three on the road this year for Tech, including uh, Texas game, That Texas win, that Texas win matters. Texas and twenty-five Houston, number twenty-five. Houston win doesn't look very good anymore, but now it looks like shit. The next game uh, looks pretty fun, actually, in a certain sense. You, but you're taking this is I'd have to hold my nose here, Raymond. You're taking Iowa plus twenty-nine at Ohio State. Uh, yeah, Spencer I forgot what was the other team I went super dog on with the 41. I think it was Ohio State and Rutgers. Yeah, so we're doing it again. Uh, Ohio State is extremely public. Uh, Iowa, meanwhile, and I, I don't believe this, so they have the third-ranked defense in the country. If you had to guess where they are ranked in FEI overall as a team, just go quick. What do you think? 19. Oh, that's insane. Uh, well, you uh, just stripped six, out the whole punchline. Because I thought I was terrible. Sixty-nine. I was going to have like sixty-eight, seventy, or something like that. No, they're twenty-seven uh, because uh, their defense is that good. Top five, even though they it? have literally the worst in the country offense. Yeah, that is an interesting stat to me. Uh, so I think that they're a little bit better than people think that they are. Actually, no, that's not true. They, they're terrible. Iowa's absolutely awful. They deserve to lose every game by 90. The fact that they have that offensive coordinator, Brian French, running around with Petra still is an embarrassment to college football. That being said, they're going to cover the 29. Fair enough. 
Jackson Smith and Jigba, probably not going to play. Running back tandem of Mayan Williams, Trayvon Henderson, probably will play a little banged up. Iowa's very physical on defense. That might matter. We'll see. Iowa scored a couple of touchdowns against uh, Michigan. Like, they're actually moving the ball okay near the end of the game. It's plausible they could put up some points. It, it, I get it. it 29. It's a lot. Uh, Capper, this is this is a pick that you're on that I really like, actually. Uh, for Take it for what that's worth. Uh, I really like Kansas State plus three and a half at TCU this week. Uh, I think they're going to control the game, and they're the right type of team to give TCU problems. Uh, what is that where you're reading this one? Yeah, I think the uh, Kansas State offense is... Uh, much better than than advertised, especially beginning of the year. Um, but that defense has been dominant at times, um, and they have played really well. They're just a stingy football team. They they control the ball. Um, Martinez is not making many mistakes here. Um, playing well, playing good football. Yeah, you know, with the dual threat, and, and that defense is is really talented. Um, and I think they give Duggan a little bit of fits here. Um, obviously it was a TCU team that eked it out last weekend against Oklahoma state. Um, but Spencer Sanders was, I mean, I know he's injured, but he was really bad in the second half, uh, let them creep back into that game. But Oklahoma state pretty much controlled it, uh, for the first 30 minutes. Uh, and, and I think K state can do enough here. We love the line movement. Um, we're still over a key number here at three and a half. Um, all the way down from six, despite TCU getting the majority of bets here, despite TCU creeping into the top 10, um, starting to get a little bit more national coverage. Max Duggan is is getting a little bit of Heisman love. I mean, I, I know he's still on the outside looking in, but um, he's played really exceptional football, almost complete in 70% of his passes. Um, yep. but, but I this is like a Chris Kleiman team that is really well coached. They're very disciplined, coming off of a bye week. Um, I think this one's super close either way. I, I mean, I can see a three-point win for either team, um, but I actually think K-State's going to beat them. I love taking the points. I actually like the money line here, too. TCU's about to get snake bitten. It's going to be – it's coming. It's coming, and this week seems like a great spot for it to happen. So, uh, Speaking of uh, snake bit, Rayman, your next pick, uh, a team uh, with uh, – you're 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 taking a, a Rutgers team minus three at home against Indiana, and what's this man? Is this an ugly sounding game? This is the type of game where if you want someone to hate football, you're like, sit down, check yeah, this shit out. If you you can watch the NFL or Rutgers Indiana, your call. Uh, I think that this read is pretty simple here. Indiana is not a very good football team. Neither is Rutgers. Rutgers does have a very good defense, though, and Indiana has a bottom 20 running attack. Rutgers has a top 10 overall defense and a number eight in the country against the run, which means Indiana is going to be forced to be one-dimensional early. Connor Bazelak against a top 10 defense, one-dimensional offense. I don't think he is good enough to overcome that, especially on the road. Uh, people will point to the Nebraska game where Rutgers was dominating the first half and then managed to fumble away, <laughs> no pun intended, the loss to Nebraska. But I think the turn- turnover luck is turnover luck. They call it luck for a reason. I think it's going to normalize here, and Rutgers is going to stop turning over the ball as much as they have been, in which case you're getting them at home. I'll take them to win. Fair enough. Uh, I You know what? 
I'm not going to push back on any of it, Rain Man. I'm going to take your word for it in the big Rutgers-Indiana game. And if I lose, I'll just get mad at you. That's why I love this beautiful <laughs> process. Uh, what, a, what a sport. Uh, Capper, um, your last pick. Also, uh, one of the games of the week, I think. Yeah, we'll go, we'll go bangers, almost bangers only this weekend. Uh, you like the Ducks laying six against Ooh, uh, yes. Here a we go. feisty UCLA squad. This is the so you think this is the game where Chip Chip Kelly reveals himself as a fraud? Uh, just waiting for it to come. Um, I, Chip Kelly has been super impressive. This UCLA offense is yep. clicking on all cylinders. They've scored a ton of points all year long. Um, but this obviously will be their toughest test to date, both defensively and offensively. Um, this is a Oregon offense that is clicking with Bo Nix. Um, he is um, really, really showing out. I mean, it, the completion percentage is way up. The the touchdown interception way up. I mean, he's hitting a ton of receivers. He's he's moving the ball all over the field, a- and it's a UCLA team that is struggled defensively a little bit here uh um i just frankly i like oregon's defense way more than ucla's defense and i like oregon's offense a little bit more than ucla's um oregon is really really dominated against the run this year they're 13th in the country averaging or allowing under 100 yards a game uh three and a half yards a carry per pop so i think they can take um what has been an exceptional UCLA running attack, at least slow it down a little bit with Charbonnet and, and DTR and force DTR to beat them through the air, which um, I think is the recipe against this this UCLA offense. So um, line is a little bit fishy uh, with UCLA being higher ranked, um, you know, coming in undefeated to this matchup with, with how badly Oregon played six weeks ago but that's kind of an afterthought at this point i think they take care of business at home i think they win by more than a touchdown here yeah i like oregon i think they're the best team in the pac-12 i'm fine with this pick i like a lot and why is that why is this game not at night they've been doing it with all the big pac-12 games at 230 it's it's idiotic don't go head to head against everyone else the one thing you have going is the nighttime window even if you're doing it at eight or seven o'clock that's fine uh don't or like even do it do it at the 10 30 game don't put it at two uh, if it's any consolation the pac-12 is only going to exist for like another two months so uh <laughs> they'll never get it right uh let's uh review the slates once again rain man can you give us your picks yeah so big rubber old miss plus two at lsu cincinnati minus three at smu iowa plus 29 at ohio state and Rutgers minus three versus indiana Capper, your picks. Uh, it's an all-Mississippi big rubber weekend. Mississippi State plus 21 uh, versus, at Alabama. Oregon minus 6 at home. Tech minus 6.5 at home. Uh, K-State plus 3.5 uh, on the road at TCU. Let's, uh, there's no clean transition there. Let's just do the squeeze picks. Kill this whole motherfucking thing. Shit, if I do. No, we some dogs. We some dogs. We ain't no puddles. So you're telling me there's a chance. Yeah! All right, these are the squeeze picks. The picks for everyone who just wants to squeeze out a little more action. Uh, 
And, and as stated previously, it's a it's a tough slate for everyone involved. It was a tough slate last. It's been a tough slate the past couple of weeks for our King of the Hill pickers. Uh, we really need you guys to start getting some picks consecutively because finding new pickers consistently, it's a real it's a real pain in my ass. Uh, so if anyone wants to just step up to the plate here, we have a new contestant. Um, you know what I will say is uh, the guy's got Moxie, and uh, he could use some help with his branding, but who are we to judge? So uh, let's just hear from him right now. Kobe. Hey, fellas, sorry. It's your boy Skinny Penis. Just finished paying my bookie's wife. Wanted to call in with a little pick I have this weekend. You know I'm going for the Boston College Eagles this weekend against Wake Forest. They're 20 and a half point dogs, but I got a feeling the way Matty Ice is playing in the NFL, he's playing mighty nice. I think it's going to transfer down to the Eagles, and they're going to crush the Wake Forest. I don't know what what are they even called? The Wake Forest trees? I don't know. I like BC. So as uh, as you guys can see, the bar is very high for our King of the Hill Skinny pickers. Uh, you know what? To uh, to to skinny skinny. We have some piece, real gems uh, listening to this podcast. <laughs> to skinny, skinny piece peas credit, or skinny skinny penis. It was skinny penis, but I was gonna just call him skinny <laughs> pee. But thanks for. <laughs> I think skinny B is probably better. Uh, <laughs> penis is a very long word, even though it's only two syllables. It's just not pleasant to say. It doesn't um, roll off the tongue. I prefer if I know we can, but I prefer not. Uh, I was glad that he at least was aware that Matt Ryan was not still the current quarterback at BC because mm-hmm. I thought that's where we were going with is, it. Yeah, it seemed like he was going off the rails. Is he playing that well though? Uh, no. no, he's not. And even so, even from that standard, I guess he threw for like three hundred and some odd yards. But when you watch him play, it's like fucking depressing, right? Yeah, it's pretty sad. It's like a, it's like an old dog with a limp. Um, <laughs> uh, so, you know, speaking of an old dog, I hate the pick. By the way, new, hate the pick. With, <laughs> thank you. Also hate it. Uh, yeah. Uh, I might just take BC. This is the type of game where I'm gonna sprinkle some on BC money line. It's just stupid, <laughs> you know. Just, just because college football's dumb. Um, Let's, uh, speaking of dumb, I got a four-teamer that, you know, just might melt your face off. So I want to caveat, if you bet my four-teamer this year, you're already ahead on a bunch of units. So you should be happy. You should be just dancing in all your money. So if I happen to not hit my four-teamer last week, that's fine. Because percentages-wise, I'm still doing well. I wish you fellas would back me up. You're giving me nothing. Uh, we're, we're proud of you, for sure. Yeah, we we love what you've done here, Joe. Dude, you guys sound like the worst parents ever. You're yeah. gonna make me go through a goth phase over here. Fucking you've come, guys. Well, you've we'll, come a long way in, in well, you know what? Four plus I'm, years. I'm winning this one to fucking spite you guys. How about that? <laughs> so we're starting at home. We're going to South Carolina, Columbia, South Carolina. I'm taking uh, the Gamecocks plus three against A and M. South Carolina, I think, got some juice beating a depleted Kentucky squad, but I just see two uh, two schools with different types of mojo here. A and M threw their biggest punch at man of with without Bryce Young, just a subpar Bama team. Like that's uh, just he covers up some warts for sure. 
Yeah, just uh, not a great team. Yeah, but the three is too cute here. I'll be on A&M for sure. Uh, I think the, the three is just screaming at me to take them. I think they're going to be able It's The three says to me they're going to be able to move the ball. Um, and I think A&M might quit. So I'm going to take them. And I'm, next, I'm going uh, to a place I just love. How much do I love Corvallis, guys? I love Corvallis. Every week. Guys. Uh, Every week. And in Corvallis, I'm laying 23 and a half against the Colorado Buffaloes, who last week I took Cal to beat them, and Colorado outrighted them in, in overtime. But I'm not going to – you can't fool me, Colorado. You fucking suck. I'm doubling down. I'm taking the bees <laughs> in Corvallis to beat the shit out of a Colorado team that has no reason to live. Why are you guys showing up? Why are you guys – if you're on their team, why, are you even traveling for this game? Just chill in Boulder, man. It's a nice weekend. Uh, <laughs> next, I like uh, Purdue plus two and a half at Wisconsin. This one's a no-brainer for me. Purdue's a much better football team than Wisconsin. Uh, much, much better football team than Wisconsin. And I think they're going to be able to – There's some weird line movement on this game. Can you, and, can you and tell just me a, about it? Because I'm just, unaware. Just a very weird line in general with them being favored by two and a half points. Because they are uh, oh yeah, it it's it stinks. But Wisconsin's coming off a forty-two to seven win against Northwestern, where they maybe look like some of their ills were cured. I think Purdue's just proven. Uh, Aiden O'Connell, people don't talk about. I think he's, he's an NFL good. quarterback. He's gonna yeah, be like yeah. a good NFL quarterback because he just he makes unorthodox throws. And if you haven't watched much Purdue football, him and Charlie Jones, they're fucking fun to watch. I think it's um I, I will note I think it's very similar to the Alabama versus Mississippi State winning streak. I think this one's like fifteen for Wisconsin. Fair enough. Uh next one on the docket. Last one on the docket. I like uh Minnesota plus four at Penn State. I think it's just a better team against a not great team. I said last week and you I think you mentioned this, Rayman, you were on Michigan. Uh we learned we didn't know much about either of those teams before that game. We learned a lot about Michigan, but I think we learned something about Penn State, which is like after that loss, you look back at their other games. The wins don't quite look as impressive. They look pretty fallible. Uh, Minnesota, Ibrahim is just fucking solid. Tanner Morgan played awful last week in a loss to Illinois, but I think Illinois is better than Penn State. Uh, so I'm taking uh, Minnesota happily in Happy Valley. Plus four. I like Minnesota, but... I do think that Penn State, yeah, they might be able to do it though. <laughs> that made no sense. I realize I'm, I'm, I'm tough, going off feelings. Tough analysis. spot for everybody. Let's. Well, uh, well, then you know what? If you're well, if I got you're tripped up person, because you said at the Penn State Michigan game that people didn't know going into it. It was my big rubber. I did know, Joe. <laughs> here's here's what. Uh, Here's what I will say. Either bet my four-teamer or fade all four picks, but nothing in between. Uh, South Carolina <laughs> plus three versus A&M. Oregon State minus 23.5 versus Colorado. Purdue plus 2.5 at Wisconsin. Minnesota plus four at Penn State. I'll reiterate. When I miss, I miss I'm fucking fading bad. all four this week. I'm it's, sorry. You know what? Don't be sorry. Don't be sorry. But I'll put them in a parlay for you. I've said this before, and I'm going to advocate for it again. I'm, I will vote for whatever politician makes it so if you hit none of no legs of a parlay, you get your money back. Which, whichever politician introduces that into law, I'll donate all of my money to them instead of the sports book. Because 
I would, I'd be golden. I think it should just be a thing. <laughs> it's, it's disgusting the money they're taking from the Joe Publix who whiff as hard as I do so consistently. <laughs> what a platform.